Shut up and sit down. What is going on, dads? And welcome to episode 20 of the Dads After Dark show. Recorded on Sunday, September 27th, 2020. We are your hosts, John and Nick. And thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo and some cheating on the side. Nick, my perfectly normal co-host, how are you today? I am fantastic. You couldn't get your other partner to come on here and cheat with you, apparently, so you dragged me on it, and I couldn't be more happy. Let me just say, he's out cheating on me with the Disney guys right now, so I'm going to cheat on him, and then you and I are going to talk about cheating later. Sounds great. Retaliatory cheating. That's always good for a relationship. Exactly. That's how you make it even. <laughs> how are you doing? What, what, have, what have you been up to? Have you, um, well, since the last time we, re- we recorded, um, it feels like six months ago, but Mario 3D All-Stars came out. Have you been uh, enjoying your childhood again on that? Oh, you better believe it. I've uh, been just on Mario 64 because uh, I'm trying to take my son through a journey of console Mario. So uh, so we're trying to get all the way through Mario 64 and then we'll move on to Sunshine and so forth. And uh, so, yeah, I've been I've been in it. But just that first one. How about you? Yeah, sequentially is good. Um, I pulled a little bit of a Jesse um, last okay. night. I I. I've been playing some other stuff, which we'll talk about later. But last night I was like, I want to really get into this All-Stars. And I started playing Mario 64. And I got to... um, And I've beaten Mario 64 in the past, but I'm no Mario 64 guy. And I got to the second... Just the second coin, right? You beat the the big bomb for the the first star. Sure. And then the second star involves firing out of a cannon, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I think so. Shooting your way to an island or something. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, like you really have to know it's not intuitive how, where you're supposed to aim and all that. And I kept missing and flying off the, you know, the island mm-hmm. and falling all the way down and starting again. And that was it. I just quit. So that was, uh, Mario 64 was fun. I'm not playing that. So <laughs> pro tip aim for the tree, he'll yeah. always grab the tree. Okay, I did the first jump. I figured out if I aim for like the right at the tippy top of the tree, that was good enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it didn't work after. I don't know what I did. I, I don't know if I did consistently tree or whatever. Um, it was just frustrating. And that, I mean, they're right. That camera. I used to be able to deal with it, but when once you just get used to more modern games, it becomes really tough. Yeah. I don't know how many star how many uh, stars in were you? We're forty stars in. Okay. Wow. And uh, and I'm I'm ready to be done, but I am going to power through this. I'm not going to lie. I have said this on on Dad Crossing. Um, the part about the camera. Okay, the camera is junk. I agree completely. The part that annoys me more than anything is the sound effect for the camera. Like mm-hmm. every time I go to move it, it makes the yeah, and you hear it so many times, and it just <laughs> drives me insane. Like I just wish I could shut that off. <laughs> and I could handle the jankiness of the camera itself. But so, yeah, I, I, I agree because like Nintendo got, you know, people talk about Mario 64 being like this is like 3D platforming perfected, you know, like Nintendo yeah. figured it out. Yeah. And it's like, but they did not figure out the camera at all. 
when you when you change the camera, it doesn't like just smoothly go, right? It makes a sound. It does it in like a chunky way where it moves it a certain distance. Um, if you're near a certain thing, like it, it won't go through the wall, which is probably them trying to solve kind of like, you know, you know, like glitching through a 3D yeah. object or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there was a time it used to be like if you don't even use the camera at all. I mean, you can play that game without moving the camera at all. But it, I feel like it's physically impossible because of muscle memory to not mess with the camera. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. You definitely. I mean, I, I have to. And, you know, it's right. I mean, I've heard other people say it. It wasn't as easy to move the camera because you had to use the 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 yellow buttons up above. And yes. so you moved it less often and it was easy and it made more sense because it was on like a D-pad style. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's I will admit, like, Galaxy is one of my favorite Mario games. And mm-hmm. so it's like it's really like it's really going to be like waiting for dessert, trying to get through some really <laughs> shitty supper to, to get to dessert. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I don't really remember Sunshine very much, to be honest. I played it and beat it, but I don't remember much. Yeah, I think Sunshine's going to end up being more palatable because of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I will I will be honest. If you ask me what I thought my favorite Mario games were. Uh, you know, I at one point I said Mario 64 is the best Mario game of all time. And as I'm revisiting it right now, it is no way the case. No, just no way. And, and it's it obviously for the time, Mario 64 probably has more impact than any other 3D Mario game at the at the time. But today, no chance. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. Because yeah. Odyssey blew my blew my mind just because of the of the physics of it. Yeah. But you no, know, three. Yes. I mean, 64, just because it was the first time we could move in a 3D space with Mario. And it was like, gaming gets no better. So, you know, I mean, like, I was like, this is as good as it's ever going to be. I mean, I remember. (laughs) I remember thinking that. Like, I was just, this is fantastic. So, yeah. I'm with you. Quick story. I remember the first time I saw Mario 64. I was in college. And it was a it was a year. My first semester in college, I was in a dorm. And we were in a on a computer floor. So everybody on the floor was into personal computing and we had ethernet on our floor and we played a lot of PC games. And so for that year, I didn't have a television in my, uh, my room and I was a little disconnected from video gaming. And when I had left to go to college, I still had my turbo graphics. Um, and so, uh, when our neighbors had a Nintendo 64 and they were playing Mario and it blew my mind I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this is amazing. And I didn't get a Nintendo 64 for actually quite a while. Um, that Those were my years of PC gaming. But, um, yeah, it's still when I think of Mario 64, there is a special is a special memory of how amazing that game was. And now it's ruined. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, I do so agree true. with you. I did start playing Mario Galaxy last night. I just got I just got like the first star. And it's like, yeah, I could definitely I can definitely play through this. Like this, this is going to be great. Um, so, uh, interesting. Just a touch jealous. Just a touch yeah. jealous. But I'll get there. I will. Yeah, we'll get there. So, speaking of three All Stars, um, we're going to get to some of this later. But there was a little bit of problem getting the pins. Uh, <laughs> did you get the pins? Oh, I did get the pin. Oh. I did. I also lost so an entire work day last week trying to get the pin. <laughs> I I'm I missed it when the pins went on sale. I don't know what I was doing. 
I did not get the word from the Nintendo dads or anybody, but I guess explain it to me what happened because it sounds like you could have you got the game code, but you couldn't uh, pay for the game code or whatever it was. Yeah. First off, I need to. I totally agree with you. Why in Discord do we at everyone if like we take a crap? But when the <laughs> pins drop 30 minutes early, nobody decides to at everyone for that. Nobody like, wanted the competition. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed. <laughs> so they were supposed to jo- drop 3 p.m. Eastern time, my time. And I go out there at 2.45 thinking I'm well prepared. No. Like, Discord's already, uh, like, 50 messages in about how they dropped, like, 15 minutes ago. And I'm oh. like, what the hell? And so I go out there. I go out there. And, yeah, you... You claim your reward and you get a redeem code. Okay, great. So then you have to go to the store, the store, and put your redeem code in, and it goes into your cart. But no, it, none of that happened. Like you go to the store, then you try to go to the cart. Yeah, that errors out, errors out. By the time you get to the cart, then it would error out, verifying your address. It was a friggin' nightmare. It would look took like two hours, and I legit had to give up because I had a four thirty meeting. So I gave up, and then I came back like an hour later. 5.30 at this point. And I thought, well, I'll try it again. I wrote down, I screen captured, by the way, pro tip, if you get one of those codes, screen cap it. And I'll tell you in a second why. And uh, so I put it in there. I got all the way to the pay. I put in my card info, paid, and it errored out on the pay screen. But it showed up in my order. So I was like, okay, I guess we're good. Next morning, it's not there. So I had to call Nintendo and spend an hour on the phone with them. And this is what he's like, oh, yeah, that happened a lot. But as long as you still have your codes, you're good. Which, by the way, if I went back and tried to claim my reward and get my code again, it said, nope, sorry, code's gone. And I was like, there was nowhere to get that. Yeah. And I told him, I said, well, I have my code. But what if I wouldn't have had my code? And he said, there's nothing I could do. You have to keep your code because otherwise he's like, I'm not we're not allowed to see that kind of information. So if you get a code. If there's if, if there is, and I think there's going to be pin set number two, screen cap your code or keep it, because just mm. in case that's the key, like as long as you have that and keep it, they're not going to give it out to somebody else. Wow. Good information. Yeah, I, I didn't get it at all. I, I, I couldn't get the game code. They were all sold out. I heard a theory on, I think, NVC today that some people think that these pins were the E3 giveaway and that's why they didn't have that many. I could. Yeah, I mean, that that's a that's a valid theory. I could totally see that. Um, but I mean, this is pin set one. So I assume there's going to be a pin set two. Like, I just I, I don't want two if I don't have one, Nick. <laughs> Fair point. But isn't that the, the first problem. rule of collecting? Like, yeah. if you miss the first thing, then you are you do not have to buy anything else. <laughs> that is totally true. But can you imagine how difficult pin set two is going to be now if there is a two? Like, I mean, one was hard, but no. only like. Yeah, it will be. No, because people like me won't even try for pin set two. (laughs) Maybe. I hope so, because I really want pin set two now. Now I'm in. Now it's like the Amiibo. I'm clutch. Now I got one. I need two. (laughs) Oh, man. They're so cool, too. I want I want the pin set so bad. I think like I think they're going for 80 on eBay, which is sad. And I'm like, yeah, 80 is not too much. Like I try to rationalize it just like the ever so tiniest little bit, you know? Yeah, but uh, ah, they're so cool. You're lucky. You're lucky to have gotten them because I didn't even get close. I really was hoping for like a re-release, but I I don't. Especially if the E3 theory is right, there won't be. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Jesse has said he thinks there's going to be a second lot. I don't think there is. He comes to that conclusion because he was. it says something about you have until December something to use a code. But I think <laughs> I think that's simply because if you would have got a code and remembered it, you had like all this time to actually to actually cash it in. Right. Um, which, by the way, it's all they had to do. All they had to do was say, here's your code. You have two months to cash this in. So don't <laughs> freak out. You know, <laughs> like that would have solved everybody's problem. They wouldn't have had this gigantic uh, rush or maybe they would have, but it wouldn't have been that big of a worry. But instead, they just give you this code and they're like, go to the store and redeem it now. And so I'm like, OK, I will. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't I think like um, I got the Xenoblade phone holder thing. Oh, yeah. And I, the only reason why I ordered that, I mean, I like Xenoblade, but I mean, the only reason why I ordered it was because it was there and, you know, Nintendo hasn't done physical rewards in a long time. And yeah. so I just, the opportunity was there and there was no problems ordering that. So I think like the whole code thing is designed for like this perfect world where people are just casually ordering things and there's no reason to freak the hell out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, and we have more to say about pre-ordering later, but. Oh, Yes. Um, I did want to talk about the partner showcase number three. And if if you were paying attention to Dads After Dark Twitter, which is the source of all sorts of good information, I said that this was going to be a good one. And it was a good one. It really was. I mean, the first two were pretty lousy unless you were really hot for Shin Megami Tensei. Um, everybody had something, I guess, but I mean, the yeah. first two were largely bad. Yeah. And so expectations were low <laughs> and, and they came out with a bunch of games of which, um, Hades, uh, which we knew was coming out, uh, was shadow dropped. And it's funny cause I've been waiting for Hades and I was excited for Hades. And then I played transistor, fell in love with transistor and, I was really hot for Hades. And then when they announced it, I had forgotten about Hades. Um, that got shadow dropped. We'll talk more about that later. Sure. And there was a whole bunch of Monster Hunter. Um, some cool looking stuff. I'm not sure if you're into Monster Hunter or not. I'm not normally, but and I, I can't remember which one's which. Is it Rise that's kind of story based or looks story based? Rise is like the mainline Monster Hunter game. Um, and then stories 2 is sort of like monster hunter for people who don't love monster hunter more of an rpg type okay yeah so that's the one yeah so yeah. there was one i was like eh. and there was the other one i was like wow i i mean it didn't start out saying it was monster hunter and i was like i'm into this what is this and i was like oh crap it's mo- more monster hunter okay i guess so yeah i might give that one a shot yeah stories 2 looked it has that like cell shaded look or i don't know what you would call it that was just delightful. I uh, yeah. really love the art style. I didn't like the art style as much on Rise, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of into Rise. I got forced into buying it. Um, I had to buy it because it came with an Amiibo. And okay. I'm trying to maintain a full North American Amiibo collection. Sure. So I begrudgingly, like, was it uh, Saturday, Friday or Saturday? Had to buy the thing because it came with the Amiibo. And it was like a $100 special edition um, so I was kind of annoyed. Um, I had to cash in a whole bunch of, um, Best Buy points for buying a dishwasher. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got like, dishwasher come in handy somehow. I know I got like $45 off cause I bought a dishwasher and a washer 
And um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I have dabbled with Monster Hunter in the past. I always stop playing. Um, I think the longest I got into one was on the Wii U, and um, and that was only because there's nothing to play on the Wii U. Sure. So um, I'm gonna try it. And you know, if you're gonna spend you know a hundred bucks or whatever on a collector's edition, you better play it. Yeah, amen. Um, so super excited, but. The big news was, of course, of course, Game of the Year Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming to Nintendo Switch, and it was shadow dropped, which just blew my freaking mind. And um, and I texted my wife uh, on that announcement and said, your husband just spent one hundred and seventy dollars on something. And she knew I was watching the partner showcase and she goes, oh, they announced Bayonetta three, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like. I was like, nope. <laughs> and that was, of course, the collector's edition for Ori, which I had ordered within two minutes of the announcement. And then like 20 minutes later, I was like, oh, yeah, I should go look and see what's in that. <laughs> so <and I'm> like, <laughs> you were like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I ordered it. It was like not even a question in my mind. And I was excited. I came with the physical version of one and two because they never put out a physical version of the first game. Oh, cool. Um, so it's a physical version of both games and some painted glass and, you know, all that all that sort of stuff. It's probably a little bit overpriced, but um, you get both games. So it's it's a uh, pretty cool. Super excited. Uh, it's the game of the year. Um, I really want to see how it plays on the switch. The first game actually played really, really well. Yeah. And they say the second game is 60 frames a second. So it sounds like they did a good job on the port. But I'm curious to see what it looks like because I I 100%ed Will of the Wisps, and I'm not going to play it on the Switch because I just played through it. But um, it really is it really is the game of the year. It came out early in 2020. Um, it's amazingly good, and if you like Hollow Knight, um, you will love Ori and the Will of the Wisps because let's just face it, they ripped the hell out of you know rip, they ripped them off. Uh, Hollow Knight, they ripped Hollow Knight off. Wait, what uh, the hell? You hate Hollow? Or, okay, I don't know if you hate. Oh Hollow no, Knight, I don't. But... I I'm not a big fan of Hollow Knight. Okay, but they copy the structure okay. um, of how you play. Okay, um, but this game kicks Hollow Knight's ass up and down the football field. I mean, like, is it story? No is joke. that because because Hollow Knight's story was horrible or non-existent? Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, there is a story in this. Yeah, game. Yeah, so it's the story uh, that makes it for you. <laughs> That's what makes the Ori game so good. Is it's a very understandable story. It's not this super complicated thing, but it's a it's a Metroidvania, just like the first one, but a lot of the um, um, the game mechanics are very similar. Okay. Like you, you recognize it right away. Like I was playing it, and I was like at some points laughing out loud because um, I'm just like, oh god, like oh, oh god, they just totally, oh, oh, they just did that. Okay, I mean that's just unabashed, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah, but it really is. It's it's a great game. So no, I'm very um, excited to play this. I will say I do have a little Game Pass thing going on here where it's like, well, I have a lot of stuff to play right now. I could wait, like, you know, and just, you know, we'll get to that later. But I could wait for that. So there is that. But I probably won't be able to wait. I, I'm sure I will probably pick it up on the Switch and uh, and play it. So. Either way you go with that will be the a, a fine way. There, there's sure. It, it, there, yeah. No, it's it. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, and then there is this was <laughs> I think it was like get in the mood. So there was an you know, everyone, do you know what Nintendo life is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, not not like the Nintendo Life, but like you know the actual like uh, media company. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, this is the guy that's like, hello there, lovely people, right? Um, yes, I, yeah. I forget his name, but there's a few people Nintendo Life. I've never been able to deduce how big of an organization it is or not. 
Um, but they do a really good job. And they had their own indie direct, which was really surprising. And I thought, like, good for them. Like, you know, a, a, you know, a media group, a little indie media group um, having their own indie direct. So it was really cool. And I think I can't remember what day it came out, but I think it came out like the day of the partner direct or something, the partner showcase. And I was just like in the mood or maybe it was like the I don't know, there was something that was displayed. I think PS5 did their thing or whatever. And I was like so in the mood to watch like more reveals. So I was like watching this indie you, direct. You were because I didn't know about it until you put it on Discord. And you I, were like I didn't about it until five minutes before. <laughs> OK, yeah. You were yeah. like, who's watching this? And I was like, well, I guess I will. I don't know. I'm not doing anything right now. Right. And yeah, because I would have ne- it would have come and gone and I would have not known it was there if I wouldn't have saw your post on Discord. Yeah, no. And I think the PS5 reveal was that morning. I'll double check it. But uh, yeah, and it was largely boring. I don't know what you thought about it. It was very much like when we watch indie directs that Nintendo puts on, we we are like, these are indie games. And but we are like, oh, they're going to announce Bayonetta. They're going to yeah. like we forget like what indies are. But then they have these pretty big indie games. I mean, I think it was in an indie direct. They announced Into the Breach. There was an indie direct where they, I think they put I think that's when they put Ori, the first one. And, um, you know, the, I don't know what being an indie is anymore. I, I don't know. But these yeah, were really definitely cool. indies. These were well under the radar, not the most polished looking games. And um, for the most part, it was I didn't see anything that was exciting at all except for Cake Bash or something like that. <laughs> some some weird party game with cakes. Yeah, um, there was a couple that I was like, oh, I might get that. But to be honest, I'll probably forget about them unless somebody brings them to my attention again. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe you'll get a code for it. You know, you'll probably get a code for it. <laughs> yeah, <that. maybe. laughs> um, but the, the best moment had to be it was fairly early on and they were showing Hatch Tales, which Marty, this is this is Marty's favorite game now. Um, and this is the Kickstarter that's been going for like three, four years, like forever. And I think they were just porting this game to the switch from the 3DS. And it's been going on forever. And these poor people that have like put money into the Kickstarter and have just been waiting and waiting. And here was Hatchtails. And I was like, oh, shit, like they're going to shadow drop Hatchtails right now. Like people are going to be going crazy over this. And then they say, oh, Hatchtails is going well. And look, I'll be honest, Nick. I think Hatchtails looks like garbage. Yeah, I, I don't get it to be honest. Like I don't. I I was looking. At, I've I've never looked into it, and I always hear Nintendo dads talk about it or rip on it, whatever you want to say. And like I'm looking at, it, I'm like, why the hell are we talking about? Like I don't get. I don't understand it. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, it looks like a very stiff platformer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, oh, they're gonna shadow drop this thing, and then they announced that. Oh. We're bringing in the the Mutant Muds guy into this, which like I've never played Mutant Muds, but Mutant Muds also looks like a very crappy game. And this game has been out for years and years and years, and they just keep like porting it to all the system. It's the Skyrim of shitty indies, right? Yeah. And they announced that the Mutant Mud guy is going to be in Hatchtails. Oh, how exciting, you know? And then they say coming and Hatchtails is coming in 2021. Which is, they couldn't even give a month. They couldn't give a season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even say early or late. It was just yeah, yeah. fun. It's like, what an insult, man. Like, oh, well, God. 
And then at the end, I don't remember the game that they announced, but at the end, they announced another game from the same developer, which I thought was another like twist of the knife, you know, like, <laughs> like this game's not coming out for a year. But hey, guess what? We got this game that's, that's going to come out, too. So, yeah, we've been splitting our small studio right. uh, over multiple games for this. So, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it's, it's rough, but they're handling it really badly. They really do try to live off these same games and over and over. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not impressed. I don't know. Um, uh, and then another big event that happened this week, and and I want to like, I, the dads talked about this. The 3DS was discontinued, and I'm and let me talk to the audience for a second. 3DS got discontinued, and the dads did a top, their top ten favorite 3DS games. So yesterday, I contacted Nick, and I said, "Hey Nick, do you want to do a top ten 3DS games list?" And Nick, tell them what you told me. <laughs> Listen. I don't know. I don't know. I, I told you the truth, which is I never owned a 3DS. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I feel like and I gave I gave John the box of shame emoji for this one or GIF gift for this one, because it is 100 percent true. Like if you're on Nintendo podcast, you're expected that you're going to be in all these things. My claim to fame, I've owned every Nintendo console, but I only had I think what's the what's the handheld that had the camera and the little printer? Do you remember? Oh, was it the color? Oh, well, I guess the Game Boy. No, the Game Boy had the the printer, and I think it worked on the Game Boy Color. Okay, so uh, I had, had it on the color. You had and what? That on is the, the only the 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 camera and the printer and Tetris. That's legit the only handheld system really? with game that I've ever owned in my life from Nintendo. Yes, really. Uh, what about other portables? So, or just Nintendo? Uh. Like, had a PSP any reportables or... and any po- I've, I've just you so, never what yeah how is yeah. this possible i know i know i knew you were gonna the moment i saw that i was like oh shit i know i know it's coming now but once i have to tell them how this works for me so to be honest i'm like my mom loves gaming but she was always kind of she was always like listen if we are she we she was a single mom and so it was like if we're in the car then we're gonna connect and if we're you're out with if we're at family event, you're not playing games. We're going to be with family. And that's how it worked. And so in my mind, there was like never really reason to own a portable because it was like, well, I can really only play games if I'm if I'm uh, at home. So why would I not just play games on this console instead of uh, instead of a portable? And so, yeah, that's just that's nuts to me. I almost I wish you didn't even say that because I was already shocked enough. You didn't have a 3DS. <laughs> and now you're saying you've never had a portable. I love portables. Like if I had to choose between portables and consoles, I would take the portables. There's just something about cuddling up and just, you know, snuggling it in your hands and, and just playing. Um, but yeah, with the 3DS, there was a time when the 3DS, I said, I would have told you is my favorite system of all time, probably uh, before the Switch came out. So, um, but... Uh, so the dads did their top 10 3DS games of all time. And even though you refuse to own a 3DS, um, I did put together my top 10 favorite list. And um, well, I want to just go through it real quick, even if you've never played any of these. Now, you're probably familiar with several of these, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I've heard of them. Um, and uh, oddly, I think of all the dads, I, quite to my surprise, of all the dads, uh, Marty, Marty had most of my games on his list. So maybe Marty and I have, have more kinship in in games than I thought. Um, 
And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put, I'm going to do like a rating of like the games you need to play. No, no, I won't do that. So, <laughs> so here we go. Here's my top 10 games of all time. Uh, number 10, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Uh, that means Nick has never played Phoenix Wright, by the way. That is confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is on the confirmed. Switch, though. It is on the Switch. You can buy it on the Switch now. Yeah, I haven't played it, though. No. Um, so two of my favorite portable games have been Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright over the last 10 years. And they actually did a game. Uh, kind of one of those things where it's like Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. I don't know how much versus there is in the game, um, but it's fun. Um, that was a great game. And there's some huge storyline advancements in that game that like had me with my mouth to the floor. Um, so that's a really great game. Plus, if you love Professor Layton, and I do, sometimes you get a little tired with solving puzzles by the end of the game. And when you play Phoenix Wright, sometimes you're just tired of the court cases by the end of the game. Um, this game kind of mixed them up, so you never really got tired of each. So I really liked it. Um, number nine, uh, AVGN Adventures. This came out on the Wii U as well. Um, I'm not sure if you played this one, but if you're an AVGN fan... Um, angry video game nerd. Um, he put out a platformer. A company, I think, came to him and made a platformer in the AVGN universe. It is like a balls-hard platformer because, you know, he's most synonymous with NES games. And that's what was on NES, is these impossible sure, yeah. platform-type games. And uh, it's really funny. There's all these references to a show. It's It's like voice-acted. It's it's hilarious. It's really good. Um, they made a sequel. I never got it. Um, and I played it first on the 3DS. So that's why I put it here. I went to check today because I had heard they were going to port this game to the Switch. And I was like, oh, man, that's right. They never ported it to the Switch. They totally didn't do it. And it turns out last month they said it's coming this month. Sweet. They are putting out AVGN Adventures Deluxe Edition which is the first game and the second game. Wait, I wait, am this month in like three days or this month well, in like October. It was like mid-August. They said September. So I don't know if it's delayed or not. Sure. Um, but maybe it'll be this week. I mean, it could be this week. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. I, I am going to get that game and play through it. And like, it's one of those games, right? There's like all these hidden things and you just, you can go through it. It's so much fun. So um, I will be probably nagging all the dads in discord about this one. Um, it really is a good game. A lot of a lot of you guys have watched AVGN and all that, so um, it's a good one. Um, number eight, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes. I don't have a lot to say about this one, but this was like a remake of an old Fire Emblem game and actually had some dungeon exploring in it. And um, the uh, two main characters, Alm and Celica, they made Amiibo for them. And you can actually use their Amiibo in the game. And I really enjoyed this one. So um, I like it. Uh, number, what am I at? I should have numbered these, right? Seven. Phoenix Wright. So. Phoenix Wright Dual Destinies. Uh, this was my favorite one on, this, on the 3DS because uh, it, it, it uh, added one of my favorite characters, Amanda Sykes. Um, so I don't know. You're not really probably familiar with Phoenix Wright, but there's a bunch of really cool characters that are recurring in all the games. And um, this was a really good one. I really like this one. I think they ported it to Switch, too. Um, this was, I think, the first um, digital version that they never released a physical of. So that was kind of upsetting. Um, I have all the physical Phoenix rights because I just love the series. But, um, yeah, they went digital on this one, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I really like this one. 
Uh, number six. This was a game I didn't hear anybody mention. I don't think, unless I missed it. Mario Kart Seven. Nobody, nobody, nobody named Mario no. Kart Seven. I don't believe um, they did. When I was playing Mario Kart Seven, it was my favorite Mario Kart of all time um, because you could play online from bed. You know, with just mm-hmm. you know, just play portably. I loved it. So um, yeah, really like Mario Kart Seven. Plus, it didn't have the the wheel like the Wii, the Mario Kart Wii did. Um, so yeah, no, I really liked it. Uh, number five, which I think is something everyone said, Super Mario 3D Land. Um, that game is special. It's great. Uh, love that one. Uh, another game you did not play that you probably should someday. I know. Yeah, I've thought about getting an old one, but yeah, that one especially, I was like, oh, I bet that'd be fun to play. Yeah, and that came before 3D World. Like, if you play 3D World, it looks very similar. Oh, okay. um, but they did a lot more with 3D World. But it, it's kind of built off that engine and expanded and whatever. It's really fun. And that was one of the, the best 3D games. Like, if you turn the, the 3D on on the 3DS. Um, that one was really cool. Um, it wasn't required or anything, but it, it looked great. Um, loved it. Uh, number four, Link Between Worlds. Um, a lot of people have this as their favorite 3DS game. Um, you could make an argument for it. It's amazing. Um, it's a great little, I guess it's like a sequel to the SNES version. Uh, really fun. The thing I loved about Link Between Worlds is I was getting tired of the Zelda formula. I mean, really burnt out game after game after game. Oh, you have to go earn bombs and you have to go earn arrows and it's fun a couple times, but it's not fun a dozen times. And Link Between Worlds actually starts you out and says, hey, do you want to rent some weapons? (laughs) Really? Yeah, you just like rent the bow and arrow and the bombs and you just go. And um, I think if you die, you have to give them back or something like that. Like, so when you if you die, you have to go rent them again. Um, So you don't have to, like, discover everything. Um, You just go and you can do whatever. And it's it's much more open world in that way, because these weapons tend to lock you out of certain areas. Sure. Um, that's a really great game. Definitely, uh, if you get your 3DS, that's probably one of the first ones you should get. Uh, number three, Bravely Default. This is one of my top ten RPGs of all time. Um, gorgeous looking game. And an RPG with a story that I can understand, which has a lot of value to me. Um, this is... I can't wait for Bravely Default 2, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, Um, this is on the Switch, right? This is... So, Bravely Default and Bravely Second, which is what they called Mm -hmm. it are on the 3DS, and then okay. Bravely Default 2 is coming on the Switch. Okay, all right. I don't know how the stories link up. Um, everyone kind of thought the sequel was already done, but here we are, Bravely Default 2, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's different characters, so I don't really know, but um, I've played through Bravely Default, Default a couple times, um, and I, I never replay RPGs, but, um, but that's one of them, so um, that's a great one. Second game here is going to be a little weird because this is a game that most people hate. Uh, And this is my second favorite 3DS game of all time. Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Now, this is the game where you pick a character and you link up with like two other people. And so it's like it's like Zelda four swords, but it's like Zelda three swords. Right. Yeah. Um, This game is amazing. And whenever I hear people say they hated this game, I'm like shocked. The first time I heard that people didn't like Triforce Heroes was like barely a year ago. I was like, wait, what? You didn't like that game? Like, this is amazing. Like, I love this game. Um, It's not perfect. Playing it online was tremendously frustrating at times. They link you up with random people. And 
So the three of you, uh, let, let me back up for a second. You pick a world you want to play in, and everybody votes on what world they want to play in. And then you say what level you want to do, and then which quest you want to do. Um, each level has multiple quests you can do. And, and then like it randomizes it, just like Mario Kart does, and then you go. Um, so sometimes that can be frustrating because you're trying to you have to try to like do everything you're trying to get achieve every quest and goal and whatever. And you could spend an hour just trying to get people to pick the the one you want to do. Um, and then you go on and then there's just some people that they didn't want to play. They just wanted to fuck around. So they pick you up and throw you off the cliff or something like that. And it's so frustrating. You're just like, oh, my God, this person doesn't want to play. I got to quit out and go back in again. However, if you play this game in a room with two friends locally and just play wirelessly, there's no more fun that's that can be had. It, and I, to this day, still own three copies of this game because I know one day you won't be able to play online on 3DS and I want to have three copies so I can just play, you know, maybe when my kids get older. Um, this is just one of the most fun games in the world. About a year ago... Um, a couple of my friends, we tried, we, we realized we all loved this game. And so we wanted to try to hundred percent it and we tried to play it. And the lag was brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, so our first play session was as far as we went. Sadly. Yeah. This is another one of those that I just like Mario 3d Mario land. I've that I saw, you know, you, you just like see it come across or whatever. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I really like to play that game. This is a great game to rent a cabin or something for a long weekend and just play this nonstop with your friends and just try to do every single challenge that there is. Um, it's it's really great. And I don't know. Some people just don't. A lot of people hate it, literally hate it. Um, but I had this number two. And of course, number one is Fire Emblem Awakening, which um, is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, this is this is the Fire Emblem, just like a lot of people. This is the Fire Emblem that got me into Fire Emblem, because right now Fire Emblem is my favorite video game series. And this was the one that got me into it. The art style on this game is incredible. Um, the cutscenes incredible. The story is great. The the game is challenging. Um, not every Fire Emblem game is challenging. Um, this one is like the most recent one on the switch is not really that challenging. Um, this one's really challenging. And. You can play through multiple times and um, level up certain characters. There's certain characters that are really wimpy in this game and you just ignore them. But if you really build them up, they become very powerful. And so you can do one playthrough where you really focus on this one character you're trying to like level up. And then you can play through again and just get somebody else to be that way and have a totally different character. So um, this is like whenever people are getting into Fire Emblem, I always recommend this as the first game. Uh, maybe play it on easy mode because it, it can be challenging. But uh, yeah, this is where Crom came and Robin came and Lucina. Um, a lot of the characters that we know and love in Smash um, come from Fire Emblem Awakening. So love it. Love it. Um, so yeah, uh, come back to this list sometime, Nick. And uh, <laughs> when yeah, you get one day through, yeah. when I when I have all the free time in the world, I will. Uh... I'll I'll pick up a 3DS and start yeah. smashing through this library. Exactly. <laughs> I will I will say the people the the games that people had most on their lists were Fire Emblem Awakening, um, Mario 3D Land, Link Between Worlds. Those seem to be like the common like duh games. Um, Mario Kart Seven is definitely a game where I wouldn't bother with it. I mean, you know, there's better Mario Karts now. Um, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely Phoenix Wright too. Um, that started on the DS. 
anyway, um, there's my list. And then um, going to get into a couple things real quick. Uh, the 30-second reviews have started. Um, I've been pushing out these 30-second reviews. I really like, and you do, I know you do reviews um, for Nintendo Dads. And I've done them, too. I find that they take a lot of my time. Um, it's true. You know, I, I, and I don't know how you go through it. Like, I'll, I'll play through a game, record footage. I don't like to record more than a couple hours of footage because I don't want to get deep into a game and spoil anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, then I'll, like, write a script. And then I'll record my vocals. And then I'll edit it for, like, three hours. Um, you know, my reviews can be, like, five to ten minutes. It just takes forever. 30-second um, reviews are amazingly fun. I play through the game. I don't have to record that much footage because I only have 30 seconds I need to do. Um, so I can like I could record like 15 minutes of footage and that's enough to cover my review. And then I can just play the game whenever I want portably. I don't have to record it. Um, editing is quick. Um, I love putting together a review in 30 seconds. Um, it really like clamps down on language and stuff. So, um, yeah, I've put a couple out there. I did uh, Hades and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be releasing my review of Untitled Geese Game um, that I played with my daughter over the weekend. So, um, That's Untitled funny. Goose Game. Did you play Untitled Goose Game? Yeah, I haven't played the update with two players. But, yeah, I, I played it. I love that game. It's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, free DLC. And, um, yeah, you'll definitely love playing that with your kiddo. It's, uh, sure. it's a good time. Um but yeah, I won't say anything more because you'll just have to tune into my review tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and these are awesome. Let me say, I mean, I do reviews. The fact that you can pump out and get a good idea of a game in 30 seconds, you do a fantastic job. So nice. uh, kudos to you. I mean, I started out and mine were like 15 minutes long, which obviously was too long. I've cut it down to like two or three minutes as I've gotten better at it. But man, to get the 30 seconds, just you really got to just <laughs> one, like be able to be like succinct and precise and crystal clear and only hit what you know is important and you do a good job of it. So, Oh, thanks. Yeah. It usually involves me writing a script and then I read it out really quickly with a stopwatch to see where I am time wise. And usually sure. I'm like at 40 seconds and I just have to cut out words and whatever. And it really helps to make it more concise. Although there's people who want to hear a very in-depth review of something. So you're just not going to get that from here. Uh, but I kind of feel like if you got a 30 second review, you won't get any spoilers at all because the the footage is all very quick. It, it really kind of forces in, you know, here's what I think of this game and here's these quick notes and and that's it. And I haven't spoiled anything for you. So, um, yeah, they're fun to do. No, I think it's a great idea. I like you drop them on Twitter, too, because to be honest, yes. I don't always scroll through YouTube, you know, like it's not something I do. And so but I do scroll through Twitter. And so I'll just be like, oh, that's here. And to sit on a video for 30 seconds is nothing. So and then you're just right. like, okay, I'm back on the scrolling again, you know. So no, the idea is fantastic. So yeah, kudos. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I, I, I have some other plans for what to do with those videos so that they're not like lost forever in some tweet from months ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely always going to drop them in a tweet. Um. Okay, and then the last thing that we're going to do is. We had our we had a couple of contests for eShop cards a couple episodes ago, and we had, you know, said, you know, in order to claim your prize, you had to listen to the show and then, you know, let us know. And uh, one of our winners did not report within a couple weeks. So last episode, Drew and I decided to have a review contest. Um, so we asked you to just leave a review for our podcast 
and it would enter you into a contest for a $10 eShop card. And we are going to reveal the winner now. We got four review entries. Thank you, guys. I think we all got perfect scores, too. So very, very happy we make you happy. And the winner of that contest is Trucker Paul 75 Left a review, actually, September 14th. So, uh, TruckerPaul75, why don't you uh, just tweet our account, let us know that you heard this, and we'll send you that $10 eShop card. Congratulations. Way to go, Trucker Paul. Woo! You were born in 75. You're older than me. <laughs> Either he's got 75 kids. Oh, you could have 75. Well, then you got to update it every single time, you know? That's true, yeah. He's got he's to share all the usernames. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Nick, what do you say? Let's talk about what we've been playing. Let's do it. What have I been playing? Of course I picked up Super Mario 3D. Um, it's a blast. I mean, it's exactly what I expected it to be. I, I, you know, I gave all three games a shot. Um, really quick overview, I will say, uh, the most I've been playing is Mario 64, lots of fun, uh, nostalgia, love, love the level design, I love the platforming skills, awesome, as everyone is saying, it definitely makes you realize how good we have it now with these 3D platformers. Sunshine, uh, a lot of concerns, everyone had a little, you know, what's going to happen with Flood and shooting the water? It's fine. It, I mean, it is what it is. It, it, it's fine. Um, still a fun, one of my favorite games of all time. Galaxy. Oh, man, Galaxy. Now, some of the games I haven't played in a long time. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, um, the, 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 the 3D planets, when you're running around them with the gravity, kind of made me a little nauseous, and I've never gotten nauseous playing the video games. Uh, I've played a lot with the Pro Controller, and I will say, um, you know, the ability to... I guess use the pro controller as a motion controller while you're playing with a little star floating in the screen. I hate it. I mean, I hate it. I, I, I get it why you have to do it. It's part of the gameplay. Uh, it doesn't work well. It, you know, works better. You know, works better probably with the you know two individual Joy Cons. But um, I did play co-op mode. My wife used the Joy Con and tried playing a little bit, uh, collecting the, the star bites there. Now that worked a lot better. Um, so that is Mario uh, 3D. Of course, I had to go and pick up Hades based on my co-host, John, and so many of you guys' recommendations. So I went ahead, I picked it up. Um, it's a good game. I'm not going to lie. It's a good game. It's a fun game. Uh, I, I don't think it lives up to the hype that everybody's talking about. Graphically, awesome. Storyline, eh, mediocre. You know, not bad, not great. It is what it is. Uh, the ability to upgrade your equipment and weapons and, and just all that stuff, fantastic. I will say the first hour to two hours of this game, I had no clue what I was doing. And I kind of hated it, you know. And I'm still kind of, you know, you go to select an upgrade, and you're not even sure which one it really is or, or, or what god it is. Uh, the last part I'm going to say is the, the, the health bar on the monsters. I feel like every monster has way too much health, especially the bosses. Uh, but even the normal guys, I don't get that satisfaction of a hack and slash when I'm beating up a guy because you're hack and slashing him, you know, ten times before he dies. Maybe I need to upgrade my stuff more. But overall, Hades for me, I'd give it like a 6.5 or 7. It's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. just does not live up to this hype that everyone's talking about. Uh... All right, guys, we'll be a good show. And, John, uh, I miss you, buddy. All right, take care. 
All right, let's see. Nick, what have you been playing these last couple weeks? Well, I already talked about Mario. I've been doing that journey through Mario, but then I I just got a review title from the dads, um, which is already out, so I can talk about it. It's called Unrailed. Oh, and this have you have you heard of this? <laughs> no, I have actually. My my son loves trains, and I got him the demo, and I actually just bought him the game today. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. So I'm it's, curious to hear about it. Yeah, I actually really love it. It's great. Um, it's a couch co-op game um, that has. M- m- Uh, Minecraft-esque graphics and actually Minecraft-esque play where up to four of you, either local or online, um, try to make a train move forward by continually dropping tracks that it will follow. But to do that, (laughs) there is one pickaxe, one axe, and one bucket in the game. And somebody has to take the pickaxe. And you can trade on and off on who does what. But somebody has to take a pickaxe, axe, and, and get stone, and the axe, and get wood, and shove it in this this wagon and it pumps out track and then somebody has to grab the track and put it in front of the train or to continue the track. And then the bucket's there cause the train will catch on fire and you have to put the fire out with the, with the bucket. And it's a lot, it's, it's crazy. It's fun. Um, it's also got a really neat physics, like a physics engine for the environment where I didn't notice this, but in one level we never used the bucket. And I was like, how did we not need to do that? Well, it was raining the entire level so the train never caught on fire. Oh. And yeah, and so it's really neat. I mean, they've put they've put some thought into into the smaller details of the game too. And like if you dump the bucket, normally you have to find a lake near you um to fill it up. But if it's raining, the bucket automatically fills up. And so it's just really neat the small details they put in it. I will say for me this is uh it's it's a roguelike or light or yeah. And so I mean in general, I don't. So that's not an issue in general for me. I would rather have an overcooked feel where it's like level to level to level, and they make it more difficult. And it, it just feels like there's more progress. But so like you, it's just the whole idea is to see how many miles you can get. Like the four of us played. We, I had a group of four play. We got like 200 miles. Um, I think it's like 20 miles every time you play. So it's like you start at a train station, you have to get it to the next train station, and then you can upgrade stuff in your wagon, like have it produce more more track quicker or be able to put more resources in the wagon or make it produce dynamite, all kinds of fun updates. You get these bolts for doing certain objectives from each playthrough, and you spend those bolts. And so, yeah, it was it's it's a fun game. I'm... I wish it was more of a pro. I wish it felt like you were progressing through levels a little bit. That's, but that's personal. That's not. That's nothing necessarily bad about the game. So, so I've really enjoyed that. And then um, I've also been playing Animal Crossing. Super excited about the fall update that's about to come on Wednesday. I am. Yes. I I am uh, spending most of my September redoing my island completely into Toad Town from Paper Mario. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, it has been more work than I kind of thought it would be, but it's also been really fun. I've spent a lot of time in the design app just kind of, uh, you know, you got to nail the floor, you know, because it's got that stone floor with the pop of of like bricks that pop out here and there. And so I've spent I have a ton of design codes for that that I've personally made. And so I've been doing that. But um, I'm really excited for this fall update. And uh they're going to we're growing pumpkins 
in Animal mm-hmm. Crossing. Like that's just that's just crazy to me. I can't mm-hmm. even believe it. Uh, we're growing pumpkins. There's a whole bunch of costumes you can add uh, to your to your character. Even like face paint and different uh, other different facial features they're adding in this in this update. I'm excited about the candies back with Jack on Halloween. You buy candy from the uh, nooks every day, save it up until Halloween, and then you give it out. And uh, Jack will give you, I'm guessing, furniture. That's what it usually is. And then they're re-releasing the entire series. I don't know. I believe it's the entire series. I think four is the entire series of cards. One through four. Um, I mm. I am not, John. I am not going to go down that rabbit hole. I can tell you that right now. Mark, my, I, I, cannot, I cannot start that rabbit hole. I, I, was wait, I, was waiting, I was waiting to hear if you were going to say again or not. Did no, you, no, did no, you no. not I get any of the cards? It. No, I never got into the cards. I have all the Amiibos. Um, which weren't hard, you know. I mean, all you had to do was go to a five dollar um, or five below. <laughs> you could pretty much get them all. Um, but no, I just I couldn't. There's just too many of them. I didn't start when it's when the whole when the whole thing started to drop. And there's no way that I could go back and have to deal with that. Yeah, so. you know what's interesting about the so so my wife collects those. Okay, and um. They, Remember when they they were putting out the amiibo and it was like the first time we realized, oh, not all amiibos sell, right? Like the Smash amiibo sell, but not the Animal Crossing amiibo. And there was really no good use for them because they had that Wii U amiibo festival game and that game sucked. It did. So, um, but the cards came out. My wife was collecting them. And I think they were like five bucks a pack. And it was just one of those things like, okay, so she would buy a few packs and, you know, we go to Toys R Us, she'd buy a few packs, no big deal. And then, like, they started to go on sale. Like, um, the Animal Crossing Amiibo figures were, like, pfft, they couldn't give them away. Right. And then the cards were going on sale. And even then, like, I remember my wife buying some packs, but she didn't go crazy on it. But now they have such use in a game that, like, what, 25 million people are playing. So yeah. um, they're going to be insane, I think. I agree. And I don't even know if you could, like, order them on Best Buy for, like, pickup or anything like that. I don't know. It's It's... Did they say when they're coming out? Do we know? Uh, I don't believe so. No. So they're just going to bleed out. Those things are going to sell out like in microseconds once they mm-hmm. show up at the store. Somebody's going to buy all of them because they're not going to limit them to one per customer. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So that that's going to be pretty insane. I know my wife is probably she'll buy them if she sees them. Um, but yeah, they. I think she collected the first two series. They put out these binder books for each series in the mm-hmm. UK. Oh, really? Um, and she actually imported them. So you can put all the cards for Series 1 in the Series 1 book and the Series 2 book. Um, and I think she kind of stopped there. So she's excited for that. Nice. Um, in terms of the follow-up day, I mean, you're the, you're the Animal Crossing guy, right? Um, yeah. I decided to jump back into Animal Crossing the last couple days. I have played a lot. I wanted to make an all-Halloween island. Um, mm-hmm. and I was going to massacre my island. I was just going to tear it apart. And I was, oh, you know, you have all the buildings and you got all the decorations. And I didn't want to get in a situation where I got like a third of the way through and regretted my decision. And then it was like, okay, I'm done, I guess, because I'm not going to undo all this. Sure. So I decided to build a new island on my Switch Lite. So, hey... Having both switches paying off. There you go. <laughs> so, so I, I have I have Animal Crossing on on uh, physically. So I just put the card in my Switch Lite, and of course, there's no island on there. 
Um, so kind of the weird way that Nintendo is handling this actually works out for me because I can have two separate islands now. Um, so I started an island. I was trying to come up with a really good Halloween name, but you can only do 10 characters. And I ended up calling it Old Hollow. I just felt like that was enough. I like it. Um, yeah. I almost went with Dairy. Do you know the Dairy reference? No, I don't. I'm sorry. So that's that's where it takes place. Oh, OK. Um, but I just didn't like the name Dairy. It doesn't it itself does not sound scary. No, yeah, it sounds like you get like you have an affinity for cows or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love dairy. <laughs> um, so I called it Old Hollow, and I started it off. And yeah, so the fall update comes on Wednesday, right? For September thirtieth. Yes. Yep. Wednesday. Um, so I'm just trying to get my island in place, you know. And it's been fun to just start the game from scratch again. Um, I was freaking out yesterday because I needed a shovel, and um, that goose showed up. Gulliver showed up to my my beach. Oh yeah. And he's like, can yeah. you help me find the parts? And I'm like, no, I don't have a shovel. Yeah. And I was like trying to ask my wife, who's like, you know, she's like, you know, close. To, I mean, she's like 500 hours into this game. And I was like, where do you get the shovel from? And she's like, you know, fuck if I know. Like, I, I, mean, I don't yeah. remember where I got the shovel. I don't even know. I can't tell you where I got yeah, it. Yeah, you get it. Something you get the first day and that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as it turns out, I think you get the shovel. Um, uh, you get the shovel. From, uh, when, Blathers? Yes, it's from Blathers. Okay. So, um, yeah, you get the shovel and they're like, hey, go look for fossils and you get the yeah. shovel and you get the vaulting stick. So yeah. I, it's weird. I kind of thought you got the shovel right away. But, um, yeah, I remember I was late getting blathers the first time I played. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm starting an island. Um, I did do the thing where I brought a bunch. Of, I, I, I can't visit my two islands directly because I have only one copy of the game. Oh, okay. um, so I dump money on my uh, wife's island. She has the game phys- on digital. Okay. And then I uh, come back from my other island and grab it. So I, I did four million in money laundering um, to my island. And then my my wife had, you know, how everyone has an area in their island where they have recipes that are duplicates for people. Uh-huh. To like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She had so many because a lot of the people she played Animal Crossing with aren't playing anymore. I mean, she had like 50 recipes. That's so nice. I spent like 30 minutes just learning 50 recipes it was so boring um so i've done some of that but yeah so i'm building up that island so uh and then i'm thinking if they do a christmas update which of course they will right oh yeah um that if they do a christmas update um i can do like a half halloween island and a half christmas island and you know it just reminds me you know nightmare before christmas you know halloween town christmas town yeah no i think it's i think it's an awesome idea yeah, so I might just build half my island. But of course, now it's called Old Hollow, and it doesn't work for Christmas, but whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't have it all, John. I was, uh, I was wondering what you're going to do for DIY cards, but that makes sense. There's a there's a million of those things laying around now, if you know the right people. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not... I, I try, I'm trying not to, like, totally, like, grab everything, but anything that's remotely scary... I'm going to have a huge area for pumpkin farming on my island. I'm just going to just go pumpkins all the way, because I want to have just every pumpkin thing in the dozens because i mean there's only you have to fill out a whole island right yeah um yeah. and i gotta figure out how to make my island as dark and black as possible that i haven't figured out yet but um yeah you're gonna probably need some stuff on the ground like uh like pattern design patterns on the ground i would imagine to uh keep it creepy i think That's it's gonna I'm... be patterns and black roses uh, yeah it's gonna yeah, be sure. all over my island so um yeah awesome. have you been playing anything else no, that's really it. Okay. Um, 
I uh, I know you are going to be soon going to be a Game Pass boy. That's right. Um, so proud of you, Nick. I know. Uh, I'm growing up. <laughs> growing up. Um, I have been uh, playing. I well, I played New Super Lucky, New Super Lucky's Tale on the Xbox. So um, Xbox originally had Super Lucky's Tale, and I, I know I know people like liked it, but it wasn't the greatest game. And then they redid it for the Switch and made new Super Lucky's Tale. And um, now they ported that back to the Xbox. Nice. So I decided to just play it on the Xbox, even though I already owned it on the Switch, just because I wasn't playing anything on Game Pass and I felt like I needed to, you know, have it earn its keep. Mm-hmm. So I started playing that one. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, it, yeah, it, it is. is. I beat it. Too. yeah it is a uh, cool yeah so it is a uh i guess it's supposed to be like a 3d platformer but there are 2d levels that you play um there's a lot of variety in the game which really surprised me i did not realize there'd be so much variety um there's just some levels that play a certain way um they have those auto runner levels yeah. um that really just trying to shake things up so you're not always playing these more complicated 3d platform levels um really loved it and then um there are five different worlds that you play through and then when you beat the game and roll credits they unlock one more um much to my chagrin at the time i was like oh no there's like a sixth world which you can tell this is going to be like that mario here's the really difficult levels yeah yeah and i um but i ended up going back and trying to 100 percent all the levels um I think it's really it kind of reminds me of Yoshi, the Yoshi games where there's like three or four different things you need to do in each level, 100 percent it. So you have the the lucky letters. You have to find all the letters in the word lucky. And then you have to find. God, have I forgotten it already? Yeah, um, I, say, I don't remember very well. I bought oh, it or I beat it when it first came out on the switch. Yeah, you have to get 300 gold in yeah. every level and then you have to find the secret page in every level. Um, but there's not a lot of levels in each world. Um, and then there are other pages you have to find in each world that are really just like one-offs. Those like puzzles. Remember, it was like you had to push mm-hmm. the pieces yeah. around and stuff like that. There's just a lot of, I mean, that's really the thing. There's a lot of variety in the game. And 100%ing it, I had a really fun time because it wasn't like I had to grind through 20 levels in a world, 20 levels in a world, that sort of thing. And I had a really fun time with it. There were some issues with doing the 100% that I would say maybe it's not worth completing it because it really wasn't a huge bonus. If you if you do 100% a world, you get an outfit from that world. So that's okay, but it's just an outfit. Um, and the loading times were kind of annoying. If you were in a game, like if you were doing one of those endless runners and you missed a letter and you just wanted to like restart the level because you, you were trying to get this, this U in there, um, you had to exit out of the level to the overworld and then go back in. And there's some loading time to it. So that got a little frustrating. Um, but then the final world was just a bunch of really hard levels. And I just had a blast playing those. Those were so much fun. Um, and then in each one of those levels, in, in, there was like 16 of them. There's a hot dog bucket you had to find. So in addition, and, I, and I, there wasn't like in none of those levels, was it like 100% completion? You just had to beat the level. 
but there was a hot dog bucket you had to find in each one too. So <laughs> I had to go through That's a couple hilarious. times. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, we didn't finish the like the after you beat it world mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I do remember about that game is the last bo- like I found that game pretty easy. But the mm-hmm. last boss really was I was like, dang, what just happened? Like, yes. like, like this got hard, like out of nowhere. <laughs> and so I do remember that. Um, and my only other thing I would say is it the story, the whimsy of the stories of like, find these country singers and get them back to do this. It really like it captured that one of the few games that has captured that Odyssey feel, you know, like mm-hmm. where it just. It just it just had that whimsy to it where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm almost playing a Mario, you know. And so, yeah, I loved it. I really did. I never was, be, was, I didn't finish the, the extra world. But, yeah, I don't think you really finish. Oh, no, there is. There is like a second ending. Um, and I would say it's worth it to go back and play through those. The, the, there's like a section. There's like three different sections of of levels that are similar and um so one of them is about fighting one of them is about platforming and it's and the other one and the other one i think is like the endless runner stuff but it um they're really fun and there's i don't want to give it away but there's a really funny character in that last world that is just hilarious if you love wrestling um they did a really good job with it um so yeah definitely really fun and you get that second ending and whatever but yeah no it's it's really good. New Super Lake Sale is really good. I, I, I recommend it to everybody. And I agree with the final boss. When I was playing through it, my wife had played through it like several months ago. And um, I was at this boss. And yeah, like the, all of a sudden the, the ramp up to difficulty is like, boom, you know, yeah, and I'm sure. doing it. And I'm and, I, and like I'm having this really hard time. And then it occurred to me, this is the final boss, because I remember when my wife was playing, she was fighting that freaking boss for like three days. And she was so pissed off. And then she like, sometimes what she'll do is she'll hand me her switch and say, can you beat this guy for me? And it's like, no, this is the final boss of the game. You've played this entire game and learned all these skills to get up to this guy. You can't just hand it to me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But I realized it was the final boss uh, because I was like, wow, this guy's really, really hard. Oh, yeah, this is the final boss. Um, I agree. Super frustrating. It was a really steep difficulty curve there. Um. And then I've been playing through Witcher 3 again. Um, I beat it on PS4. I've played this fucking tutorial so many times. I started it on the Switch. I got like tw- 10 hours in, decided to switch to the Switch, decided to play it on the PS4 instead, had to play through the first 10 hours of that game, got really good at it. And now I am playing through um, on the Xbox One X and because it's free on Game Pass, not the DLC, but just the base game. Okay. it looks gorgeous on the Xbox One X. It blows the PS4 away. Wow. I can't believe it. So they have a um, uh, you can play it on 60 frames per second on the Xbox One X. It is glorious. Um, the sun effects and everything. It's so beautiful. Every time I start the game up, I'm like, wow. Um, so I don't know what, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, Nick. I, this game is a very long game. There's something like, I, I remember the count. It's like 200 side quests in this game and stuff like that. I don't know why I'm playing it again. I really love it, but it's like, I really want to play this game again. And I just keep playing. I just can't stop. So um, I'm spending way more time. Like part of me wants to try to find and do every single quest. 
Um, when you play, have you played The Witcher three before? No, I have. Okay, I there are so many quests in the game, and the thing is, all the side quests are really cool, um, and they all have a story. But sometimes, if you advance the game, it will it will fail side quests that you had because now they don't make sense anymore story wise. So you'll like advance and then it'll go side quest failed side quest failed side and you're like oh shit like that sucks i can't do that side quest anymore so i'm trying to do it very carefully and i'm like trying to find all the hidden areas and i'm trying to do all the side quests before i advance the main story um but i'm really loving it i don't know why i'm continuing to keep playing it but right now i just am so i've got that and then of course i've been playing hades on the switch excuse me and Hades is amazing. Um, we've gotten a few people on <laughs> the Discord to I play was it. Say, it's taking the Discord we, by storm, man. Yeah, I was listening to your guys' episode, and Dan was just like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Dan did one of those shitty things where you, like, get somebody into a game, and then they become way better than you. And it's like, fuck off, dude. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I got up to Hades. And it's like, and then this morning, Drew tells me he got up to the final boss. It's like, fuck all of you. (laughs) Like, I got you guys into this game. Drew doesn't even like the game. And uh, everybody's farther than me. So screw that. Um, Hades is amazing. It's just incredible. If you like roguelikes, roguelites, whatever, um, you'll love this game. And um, I played this because I played Transistor and I loved Transistor. And this game has all the polish. Supergiant Games has just really polished at what they do. They remind me of Nintendo. And um, Hades is just this super polished game. Uh, it's a roguelike, and you, you're trying to ascend out of, um, you know, Hades' underworld. You're the son of Hades, and you're trying to ascend out of this underworld. And every time you play through a run, you will get more powerful. Um, you'll rank up some of your items. You'll get um, you'll get gems that you can use to buy power ups that are permanent. You can unlock new weapons that become permanent. And then every time you do a run, you pick one weapon and that's your weapon for the whole run. Um, But you can power up that weapon in any number of ways by the gods that you run into along the way. And it's just so addictive because you finish it and you're like, ah, let me let me do another run. You know, right. Um, It's just so good. And then. The story is continuous. So when you die, it's not like, okay, you start again. It really is like you, you're die. You know, it's like, you know, you're coming back to the underworld. You died and now you're in the sure. underworld and you're just, you know, it's continuous. Mm-hmm. So the characters remember things that have occurred. It's not like the story just resets and you just try it again. So it's really interesting. Um, one of the first bosses you beat on your way up, um, you'll beat her. And then later on, it's like, oh, you know, here we go again. You know, like she knows she's fighting you again because it's a continuous storyline. And then sometimes she's not there because she was busy doing something. And then you fight somebody else and then you come back later and you talk to her and say, hey, where were you? It's just it's just really cool. It's a great, um, absolutely fantastic. Um, Nick, we'll try to get you in it and then you can beat it before me, too. How long does a <laughs> how long does a run take normal? Uh it depends. I can do a run that sure. lasts an hour. Um, they're not as long as some other games. Um, and sometimes you do a run with maybe the intention of just getting keys to unlock some weapons. Or you do a run to unlock gems. You're not even trying to beat the game. Yeah. Like um, like my next run, I'm going to use the gun because I've heard there's a cool power-up to it. 
And if you do that, you know, if you do that power up, it makes that weapon really useful. But otherwise, I, I have I find it frustrating. So I just okay. want to do a run to see if I can get that power up to see what I can do. Um, just stuff like that. It's just so much yeah. fun. I, I think it's not it's not a game that you will play to completion. Um, I'm I'm already like kind of distracted and looking at some other Switch games to kind of play in between because you just you're doing it's one problem with roguelikes is like I just do one run, one run, one run, and it's like okay, I've, I've done enough. Um, but it's a game where you will just keep playing and playing and playing and playing and unlocking things and making your character more powerful. There's all these accessories you can have, and you just want to unlock them all. You want to figure out how do I unlock all, all these. Yeah. Um, so it's great. I absolutely love it, and yeah. I this is now on the top of my list of. I will limited run. Please make a physical version of this because I will buy it again. Um, be super excited. <laughs> so. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I like a good roguelike that and I don't know. We could get in this naming thing, but, I would, but what one that keeps some progress like I don't like to start yes. in the beginning. Yeah, that's just like, oh, I feel like I didn't do anything because I didn't do anything. Um, but this sounds like I could be something I would enjoy because of that. Keep, oh, yeah. Dan was telling me you keep you keep most of what you're doing. You just lose some currency or something like that. So, yeah, yeah sometimes with the roguelikes, too, you find like, oh, I don't want to play it because I'm going to play it for an hour and I'm going to lose my progress. And it's like you really do have to think of this game as not a roguelike. It's more of an RPG that just requires you to start from this one area over and over again. But sure. Um, yeah, really good. I, I, I can't imagine anyone not liking this game. So it's it's the safest bet in the world. All right. You know, Nick. I'm tired of talking about Nintendo. We should talk about something else. Let's cheat. Let's, let's do it. Let's cheat. Taking my clothes off right now, Nick. Let's go. <laughs> to all the earth remains. No burdens. No further debts to be Nick, we're sitting here naked. Well, we're not naked, right? We're just we're just topless right now. We're just this is the four play section. Yeah, yeah. It's time to talk about um, a little PS5. Talk a little uh, Xbox Series X. Um, pre-ordering has happened over the last two weeks. Both were kind of crazy. Um, did you pre-order any of these? Oh, I got myself an Xbox Series S. Woo! Yeah, happened. It was uh, it was not online. It was at my local GameStop, actually. So, wow. yeah, they uh, I called them up because I I was going to get it on Walmart because somehow I thought that I was going to outsmart the Internet and I was going to be able to do this really easy. <laughs> and I had it in my box and ordered at 1102 in which and then Walmart said, yeah, that, that item's gone already. <laughs> and they legit were very good. Unlike with PS5, they were very good about starting right at 11 because Eastern time, because that's when order started. I was refreshing my screen, 1059, nothing. Right when my clock ticked to 11, it was open. And so I started in two minutes. They were all gone. Wow. So I was shocked by that. I'll be honest. I was shocked by that. I didn't feel like Series X had the momentum going in. Um, the PS5... I don't know why they did it. They did their last showcase and they showcased more stuff from their games. They announced God of War and there was this like, ah, and then they said pre-orders start tomorrow. And then somehow they said, 
eh, pre-orders are starting in a few hours, I guess. Um, I really think they should have just started the pre-orders right away. Yeah. Because you get people frothing at the mouth. Don't give them a day to think about it. And uh, But Xbox had this very specific day. It was a Tuesday, a few weeks after their showcase. And I was convinced they were going to do something and announce something. They did announce the day before that they purchased Bethesda. Um, but that was it. Not that that, not that that's like, that was it. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> that's it. Just a small acquisition. That's all. Nothing. Yeah. But so they did it at this space time. So the problem that Xbox had, well, the, the nice part about PS5 was ordering the PS5 was easier if you were like at a computer at the time, like when it yeah. happened, but it's kind of chaotic with the Xbox. Everybody knew the time. So everyone was sitting there at their computer. And of course there was lots of like connection problems and stuff like that. But I'm still I'm still surprised they did sell out so quickly. I, I, I had a really scary feeling that Series X was going to have some issues. And the funny part about the pre-ordering is, was it yesterday they announced that Doom Eternal was coming to Game Pass? Yeah. Which I think is pretty big news if you haven't like bought the game. You're playing sure. a AAA title for free like Doom Eternal. Um, so I'm excited about it because I would never buy that game because I probably will get sick within three minutes. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm going to try it. Yeah, I can't play first person too well. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That one will not work. But I get to play it for a few minutes for free. So I'm excited sure. about that. Um, I'm surprised they didn't announce that right before the pre-order. That would have been cool, like 15 minutes before. Oh, by the way, Doom Eternal yeah. will be free. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't do sure. it. But um, cool. I'm, I'm excited. I, I did not pre-order yet. Um, I decided that my Xbox One X is still fairly new and I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to wait until the first like cool limited edition of Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Great. Um, so you're buying a Halo edition. OK, sounds good. Definitely not a Halo edition. <laughs> I'm really hoping I have always had this theory that Cuphead, the DLC, which has been so delayed, is going to become Cuphead 2. So I think it'd be cool if they make a Cuphead xbox series x so that's my that's my dream at the moment or give me an ori one and i'll i'll buy it i'll, I'll just do that so yeah um yeah very excited what do you think so what sold you on the xbox was it the game pass or was it something else no it was totally it was it was totally game pass if it wouldn't have been there i probably would have gotten i mean i wouldn't have gotten a ps5 there's no way because i i wasn't prepared uh for that for the pre-order madness for that but that's what i would have looked at um just because for me i don't have i don't have a back library to to go to for for anything and the idea of me being able to have all these games all of these first party games and now they've announced that ea play is in this for uh oh, yeah or in by I think November is when it's going to be uh, part of this. So I can just like jump in a Madden if I want to for like a game and be done with it. And the fact that you can do that kind of stuff, man, I mean, that's, that's fantastic to me. Um, I don't want to spend $70 for a Madden game. Cause I'm not going to be able to really enjoy it. I don't have that amount of time to put into it or I don't, yeah. and I don't want to put that amount of time into it, but to just jump into it for a little bit. Oh my goodness. That seems like so much fun. And so, yeah, Game Pass sold it for me, for sure. That's the best thing about it. I keep getting this, like, FOMO to buy the PS5 because um, I've had all the PlayStations. And it's it's weird. Like, I'm not super, like, sold on Demon Souls Remake. But, like, when I'm thinking about getting a console on launch day, I would totally buy that. 
and the Spider of the Miles Morales game at launch day, I'd feel like, ah, I could have these really two really cool games and, you know, go for it. And but then I keep thinking about it. It's 70 bucks. I'd have to buy 70 bucks for Demon's Soul, 70 bucks for Spider-Man. That's 140 bucks for a couple games. And I know it's only like $10 more than, you know, what a triple A title costs now. But oftentimes I don't buy those. So I don't know. I I'm with you. Like, I like the Xbox because I'm just going to get the game pass. And yeah, maybe I'm not going to be able to play Spider-Man or maybe I'm not going to be able to play Demon's Souls, but I'll be able to play games for free. And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I man, I I mean, I understand. I'm totally not sitting here saying I'm with you. I'm not saying that PS5 doesn't own the exclusive deal. They do. I mean, they they if you're if you want those games, then man, you're gonna buy a PS5. Like if that you had a PS4 and that was your thing, and playing those games is what you love, then you're definitely gonna get a PS5. But if that's not your deal and you can live without them, then I don't understand why you wouldn't just do, go the Game Pass route. Right. I mean, you're you're kind of at the and you haven't gotten into the flow of what Game Pass feels like, but there is something about exploring a big library of games. And these are new games. These are not like some of them are older games like Witcher and all that. But there's like games that are just coming out. And and, you know, one of the games that Xbox had on their most recent showcase like is on Game Pass now and you can just play it for free. You just download it. And there's this addictive rush to it. You're like, oh, I'm downloading this, I'm downloading this, I'm downloading this. I paid nothing for it. You know, it's yeah. it's it's great. And, you know, d- they're really smart to put Doom Eternal on there. It's it's a game that came out in March, so it's not that old. Um, and people who really want to play that game already have it. But, you know, being able to just play that game for free is just, it's crazy. And, I mean, that's what, I think that's the big edge. So, um, yeah, I think that's what does it. I mean, yeah, PS5 is going to have great exclusive games and maybe one day i'll actually get a ps5 but yeah you gotta buy them <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah buy it's games. just that's crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah i know <laughs> i uh i know you have talked about this that you don't know how microsoft does it and i don't either but man uh, it is uh it is a thing uh that's just it's just fantastic for gamers i don't i don't yeah i'm i'm all down for it especially for a guy who has been Nintendo only for since Xbox 360. I never jumped into the last gen mm-hmm. of Xbox and PlayStation. So to be able to just pick and choose and be like, oh, you know, I've heard of this game in, in the Xbox One X library, or I mean, Xbox One library a long time ago. Yeah, I'll just jump into that. Maybe I'll beat it. Maybe I won't. I did tell mm-hmm. a friend that this may be the console where I never beat anything. I could totally see that being the case. <laughs> I just like play a shitload of games and just like, okay, and just move on. Like, I could see that. There is a rush to it, and I think it's taken me a while. I think the way to approach Game Pass, like, I was approaching it as, I'm going to pick a game, what I normally do. I'm going to pick a game, and I'm going to play it to completion. And then I, like, I actually started CrossCode last week, um, thinking, I'm going to play CrossCode, you know? Hey, it's free. And I really didn't enjoy it. I played it for two hours, and the game just held your hand, and and I was like, I don't want to play this game. And I think with Game Pass, you feel freeing because you didn't pay for it. Right. If I if I bought CrossCode for like 20 bucks or whatever it goes for, I don't know if I quit after two hours. It's like, dude, I, I put 20 bucks into this. I'm I'm playing this game. I'm going to yeah. go further in. Um, but I, I just kind of stopped playing and I said, I'll just play something else. So now I have Bad, Nor- Bad North downloaded. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm going to give that a try. It, it, it feels really nice to be able to just try something. 
um, to just play it. And not just from a demo point of view, because I don't like I don't like demos as much because you kind of get into it and then you're like, OK, now I have to buy it. But I feel like I played it and now you're making me commit to money. And now it's like, mm, you know what? Did I get some enjoyment out of this? Maybe I'll just walk away with my zero dollar price tag. Um, but with Game Pass, it's like, yeah, I can give it a try. And if I don't like it, no big deal. That's I don't feel guilty about the purchase or anything. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Now, you got the you got the Series X, right? No, Series Not, S. Oh, you went with the Series S. OK, yeah. good. So I have a question for you now, mm-hmm. because this is interesting. Um, both consoles, the, the main consoles, the Series X and the PS5 are five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. I found it fascinating um, when PS5 announced their digital version, which we knew was coming, but we mm-hmm. didn't know the price. They marked it at $400, and I saw somebody tweet, the PS5 is $100 cheaper than the Series X. And I was like, huh? Like, wait, what? And from obviously, from this person's perspective, they were going to get a digital system. But yes, you're getting a full-performance PS5 for $400, Mm-hmm. But to get a full performance Xbox, you need to get the Series X, which is $500. So in one way, you can look at it and say, if you don't care about the physical, this is like getting a new gen console for $400, which is admittedly a really good deal for these yeah. kinds of systems. However, the Series S is $300 because it does not match the full performance of the Series X and is also digital. So I found it really fascinating that there is actually each each console has two SKUs, but one of them is not a full performance console, but it's a hundred dollars cheaper. So you're getting a Series S for three hundred dollars, which obviously you know is a great deal yeah. for a next gen console. Um, what do you think about that? Did would you have if they put out a Series X that was digital only for four hundred? Would you have gone for that or would you have gone for the Series S? Um, I would have gone for the if it was a hundred dollars difference. You, so you're saying like the PS5, uh, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah, OK, um, I would have gone for the X because I man, I was really on the fence, to be honest. Yeah. I was back and forth about an X and an S. Um, and the, the only reason why is not the performance for me. I, I don't have a 4K TV. I'm probably, I might sometime in this generation, but I don't know. Being, being a Nintendo guy, you know, I'm like, whatever. I mean, 4K or 1440, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm fine. Um, but what did matter to me was the disc tray, only because I walk through that Microsoft aisle at Walmart and Target and I see these games and they're like two months old and they're like 1999. And I'm like, that's a AAA title that just dropped $40 in two yes. months, you know? So man, that really ate at me. I was like, I could get this. Like I could easily, if I pick up three games that maybe aren't on game pass, but they're dirt cheap, physical, but not digital. I could make up that $200 in no time. And so I really went back and forth on it, but I ended up getting the S instead, mostly because I had enough money to buy an X outright, but I didn't really want to spend. I mean, I'm married, so I have like so much fun money we get, you know, every month. Well, you're cheating, though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, (laughs) and so it was like I didn't want to I didn't want to deplete all of that money for this. And I didn't want to be beholden to Citizen One 
the the holder of the uh, the payment plan for Xbox <laughs> for two years. I just didn't oh, want to do that. Right. Like, and yeah, so, to change your mind or something like that. It's just it's a yeah. little messy. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to do this. And plus, it's like my first foray back into Xbox. And so I thought, let's just jump into the short end of the pool and do it this way. But if it was only a hundred dollar difference, I would have definitely went to answer your sorry to answer your question. Yeah, I, I really feel like almost like both consoles needed to have three SKUs, which is insane. And, you know, that there's another problem with that. But yeah. yeah, like the 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 two the two like lighter versions of the consoles have their own, you know, like we like I said, the PS5 digital is is the same console. It just doesn't have the disk drive. So it, it there's no difference in the specs. And I thought it was interesting because I was like, what if PS5 had a, a, a you know, a, a their own Series S, you know, like that, that would be interesting. And then what if Xbox had just the digital version? So, yeah, um, yeah no, it's 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 interesting. You're right. Like with Game Pass it kind of pays for itself, especially if it's your main console. And I know you're, you're a switch guy. I'm a switch guy. Um, and the only reason why I went in on the Xbox one X was because of this, the cyberpunk edition. And I knew I was just going to get game pass. And I said, I'm not going to buy any games. Just not, I'm not buying any games. Um, that didn't end up being true. I bought two games, but, but that was the intention is I'm not going to buy any games. I'm just going to have game pass. And I've played some games that I didn't have to buy. And so I know that the value of the console is has gone down because, hey, I got to play, you know, this game. I got to play that game. Right. And I, I you know, I played Ori and I didn't have to buy it. And then I bought it on Switch anyway. But um, it does pay for itself, especially if you're playing games that you would have bought. Yeah. Um, and the EA Play thing is cool. Um, I'm not as familiar with it, but I'm like scrolling through the games. I think I heard they don't put their newest games on there. Um, but I'm looking through and they have Madden 20. Um, they've got some plants and zombies anthem. Um, oh, some of the older Madden and NHL games unravel Two. Yeah. There's a game you don't have to buy burnout remastered, which I just bought on the switch Sims four. Uh, Titanfall two, which I've heard is a really cool game. So there's a lot. Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Battlefront. Um, that's one of the Xbox games I bought. <laughs> um, there's some cool stuff. Titanfall is on there. Yeah. Dead Space Crisis. Uh, Bejeweled. Hey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll just get it for that. <laughs> yeah. I Definitely some cool stuff there. Dante's Inferno. Wow. Dragon Age. Wow. They really do go back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the great part is you you pay and the EA Play is free with um if you get the was it Xbox, uh, Xbox Ultimate, so that's Yeah. Um so Game Pass is $10. Ultimate is includes Xbox Live, which is how you can play online. There has been at least a few times Nick where um we've been playing Minecraft Dungeons me and my son mm-hmm. and we were going to go connect with Drew and um it goes doo and it's like, oh, you need Xbox Live. And it's like, oh, so embarrassing in front of my child that I won't pay five extra dollars a month for Xbox Live. But I, you know, I have a thing. It's like I have this. It's just like you when you bought the Series S, right? It's like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm paying 10 bucks a month. That's what I'm doing. I'm a switch guy. That's right. That's and right. I'm not getting the live. Um, but yeah. But then you get EA Play and it's like, oh, my God. Game Pass was already a crazy deal. I don't know how. Microsoft is now going to pay EA 
to let them use EA Play. Like, it's just insane. I mean, they, Microsoft must be just losing money on Game Pass just to get people to spend money on Xbox stuff. It's really what it, I think Maybe, it comes down to. They've already said they're losing money on Xbox stuff. That's what doesn't... Like, <laughs> like they've already said the consoles are being sold below below what they paid or what, what it costs to make them. Right, so, yes. They're losing so money like, on everything. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, what's the business model here? So they got to be making money. Their Their main goal has to be Game Pass. I do wonder sometimes if they went to EA and said... How many billions would it take for us to own you? And EA said, get the hell out of here. And they ended up with EA Play somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went to Bethesda and they figured out how to make it all happen there. So <laughs> I, I don't even know. It's like Microsoft is like a $700 billion company or something like that, right? So when they when they buy Bethesda or, you know, the company that owns Bethesda, it's like 1% of their worth, you know. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. you know. Um so, I mean, they can do this. They can do Game Pass because money is not an object to them. And look, I mean, I would never have bought. I spent years mocking Xbox One, but Game Pass is just so cool. And I don't know how they make money on it or whatever. I don't know how it works. But apparently the, the companies that the game companies that provide the games, they like it. I mean, it gets yeah. them gets people to get their game and that leads to sales for that game. Because when, eventually when it comes off Game Pass, they'll buy it or maybe they'll buy it on another system. Um, but whatever it is, it, it works out. And P like PlayStation has PS Now. Um, and even in their last, uh, right before they did their pre-orders, they announced that a bunch of PS4 games would be free um, on PS5 if you had PS Plus, which was kind yeah. of funny. Um, and some good games, but they're older games. Yeah, that's shitty marketing, right? Like, buy our new really expensive consoles so you can play these old games. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. Oh, and by the way, you could just buy the old console and play the new exclusives that are about <laughs> to come out. So I, yes. I just I'm a little baffled at how that how that's working for them. But that I mean, it is working. Obviously, the pre-orders were gone in seconds. I mean, Sony, Sony just has really good exclusive games. And everyone who played the PS4 is going to want to, like, eventually get a PS5, ideally. But you're right. Yeah. Like, I was actually very excited when they announced Miles Morales. I actually went and bought Spider-Man for the PS4. Um, and now I found out, oh, you can play Miles Morales on the PS4. Okay, well, maybe I'll just get that. Oh, I don't I don't have this, like, I need to have a PS5 thing. Um, so, I, yeah, I I get why they're doing that, because there's, a, you know, the dozens and dozens of millions of people that have a PS4. So they're going to get their Horizon Zero Dawn money, you know, and, and stuff yeah. like that. But mm -hmm. you're right, like, you want people to move to the new system... I don't know if that's necessarily a huge priority. They these companies know that eventually people will move to the new system. So whether you buy the game on the new system or the old system probably doesn't matter that much to them. Um, when the switch came out, the Wii U had like 14 million in sales. They wanted people to buy the switch, you know, but, um, mm. you know, if you're buying the game, I don't think Sony cares what console it comes on. Um, but eventually they just want you to buy their system and not, you know, Xbox is what they care about. Do you think Xbox cares about that as much as they care about you buying Game Pass? Um, I don't know what Microsoft cares about. They, There's a little bit of that. I agree. Xbox. All people talk about is like all these game companies that Xbox owns. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, what did that do? Their launch lineup sucks for the Series yep, X. True. It sucks. 
I, and I agree with you. I look, I would be in on that in a second if I didn't just buy my Xbox One because I'd right. get it for Game Pass. You know, I'm not looking yeah. at like what are the the launch games for Xbox One reads like just third party stuff. Let me let me look it up real quick here. It's it's like embarrassing. So Fortnite, it's like NBA 2K1, uh, Dirt 5, uh, Tetris Effect, um, the, uh, what is the, um, gosh, I don't, Bright Memory, I haven't heard of that. Marvel's Avengers, but that's already out. Uh, it's It doesn't read well at all. No, and no. But all the games that will be on Game Pass even if some of them aren't updated for series X is, is really what you're there for. But like a lot of these games are just third party games. Whereas PlayStation has demon souls remake and miles Morales, you know? And yeah, miles Morales is on a PS4, but it's so much more exciting. Um, but then, you know, it's $70 now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. $70. Now does, do you notice know, PlayStation have a smart delivery? So like if, <laughs> is that PlayStation's main, main bend on that too, or Sony's main bend where it's like, well, Sure, buy it on the PS4. We know you'll get a PS5 and probably buy it on the PS5 too. Yeah. Or can you? Can you? I mean, I know they're backwards compatible. I get that. But uh, do they? Does it like upres or whatever for the PS5? Do you? Know? Yeah, like right before the last showcase, Sony was all about the new console, and then it became like, hey, look at all these games that you can buy on both consoles. Yeah, um, yeah. They a lot of these games more than. I have ever seen are doing sort of smart delivery. Like Microsoft, you know, Xbox calls it smart delivery, right? You know, and Sony, I don't know if they have a name for it. It's just a free upgrade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to do this with certain editions of the game, where it's like if you buy this edition of the game, you'll get the free upgrade. But if you don't buy that edition, then we won't. We can't do the free upgrade or whatever. And it, it's gotten like some companies into trouble with that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I found it weird. Like, you know, if I bought a PS3 game and I got a PS4, it's like, OK, I don't expect to be handed the PS4 version. But that's just become a thing. So yep. I don't know. It, it seems cool. The only problem I have is like when I think about getting a new console, I think about what's the new disc look like, the game, you know, the game case, mm-hmm. uh, the controller. I want a fresh new experience. I don't want a PS4. I want a PS5, you know, and um, it's certainly handy when like the PS5 plays PS4 games. That's cool because it saves you room. You can you can sell your PS4. You could, you know, you could put it in a box if you wanted to. Um, so that's 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 a cool thing. Don't get me wrong. But um, I don't want to buy a PS4 game case and then that becomes my PS5 game, right? I want the I want the nice little PS5 games, you know, and I got a yeah. switch. I don't want a bunch of blue Wii U games on my shelf. I want switch games, you know, so. Yeah, no, I'm totally. Know. It's just so digital now. Everything is just so digital. Um, the mindset is if you buy the game digitally, it doesn't matter what the game case looks like and all that stuff. So it, it just makes John cringe. It makes me cringe. I don't. I don't like it. It's so weird that the Xbox has a terabyte of space. Like for Nintendo Switch fans like us, it's like, what? Yeah. A terabyte? I got to like, I installed Zelda and I ran out of space, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, not mine. Mine has half a terabyte. So. Well, yeah, but you had to expand it, right? But well, no, 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 no. I mean, not my Xbox. Oh, my... oh right. Your Series yeah. S. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, a half a terabyte is like, almost 20 times what comes with a switch right 
And that's like the light version, you know? So it's like yeah. it's insanity. Um absolutely unreal. So are you excited? What's your what's your day one plan for I mean, are you um you know, are you planning a day off? You're gonna like Oh jump yeah, I'll take a day. Pass? Well, I thought about this. I was gonna take the day off, mm-hmm. but maybe I just get it and then start downloading shit and take the next day off. So ah. that it'll Otherwise, I might just sit there and stare at download screens. <laughs> old. Like I'm, I'm trying to be a realist and understand, you know, where where this, this is going to go. I mean, I love it. We have a decent internet, not great internet, so there's going to be a good bit of like it, downloading to be done. I'm sure on whatever I choose to play or whatever I choose to do. So yeah, at first I was like, I'm taking day one off, and then I thought, well, wait, I r- really suck if I just spend like half the day staring at like a blue blue <laughs> line going across the screen or something. So. <laughs> So, no, I am. And I will admit, like, initially, like when I was on with you and Brian and we were doing the Xbox presentation thing, the bonus episode, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get one. I wasn't overly excited about it. And maybe that was my tempered expectation of, like, I probably won't get one. Mm-hmm. But then when I did, like, get one, I was like, shit, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually like, I'm actually starting to get excited now. Like, I want to play some games, you know, like, like, let's let's roll into November and try this thing out. So, yeah, no, I am. I'm I'm. I'm getting there. Is, for sure. Isn't it funny that it instantly puts you on Team Xbox? Now you're out there and all like <laughs> yeah. talking shit to Sony fans and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I I posted on Twitter. My dream is a PS5 with Game Pass. Like if there was PS5 with Game Pass, that would be the ultimate machine. Because Game Pass is really the biggest thing that has gotten people to decide on on Series X. So, well, um, actually, PS5. John, yes. it's funny you say that because. <laughs> I don't know. So so Microsoft's on on record as saying games need to be inclusive, not exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Multiple multiple devices. So mm-hmm. we that's not what we want to do. But everybody always think that that everybody looks at that and and interprets it the old way of like, well, that means that they're going to put all their games on on all the other systems no matter what the studio they own. They could easily go to Sony and be like you want Game Pass? Because they'd make a shit ton more money that way. And they're not selling their console for a gain. So what's the reasoning? And then if Sony says no, which they probably would, and Sony fans start to riot, they say, listen, we wanted to be inclusive, but Sony wouldn't play ball with us. <laughs> uh, see, I just don't think Microsoft makes money on Game Pass to be giving it away. Yeah, it, you're, it's a good question. If they're losing money on the console and they're losing money on the Game Pass, and I think I read somewhere that they're not making much money on Game Pass, which I really interpret as they're losing money on Game Pass, um, then where do they make their money? And it's got to be that, you know, people are just buying games that aren't on Game Pass or buying a game when it goes off of Game Pass or buying DLC for games that are on Game Pass. Like like Witcher 3, it doesn't include the DLC. Um, So... They're making their money from having people in their stratosphere and Game Pass brings them there. Um, But Sony doesn't want Sony could go there. I mean, they almost could go there when they release a big game. They could just put it on game on their on their PS now. You know, Demon's Souls remake. We're just going to put it on PS now. Like, that's what Xbox would do. But Sony would say, like, well, no, no, but we're going to sell like 10 million copies of this game, you know, Um, so we're not going to give it away. Um, whereas Microsoft says, oh, well, this is the way to do it. I I don't know if we tend to think of things as who wins a generation. 
like who won this generation? Was it Sony or Microsoft? The businesses see it as winning is making profit. Right. Right. The the Nintendo Wii was not the best performing system <laughs> in that generation, right? Uh, but it made a shit ton of profit. They That's won cool. that generation with the Wii. You can laugh at the graphics all you want. They won the generation with the Wii. That's it. And the Wii U did not win the generation against <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One. But I'm willing to bet that profit-wise they might have beaten the Xbox One with the Wii U and the games that they sold on there. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's that it would be... may not matter. Possibly. I mean, because we all know Nintendo doesn't sell anything for a loss. Right. Um, so, yeah, poss- possibly. 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 Know. Possibly. That's that's all that matters, and that's why those games are coming out on PS4 and PS5, because you got 100 million people that are that is your market they're not going to ignore that because people who got a PS5 want to feel like they dumped a bunch of money in and that they have this game exclusively. You know what I mean? It just they sure. they they don't care. Um, they're going to sell the PS5 just fine. If anything, having people buy Miles Morales on PS4 while everybody else can buy a PS5 because there, there's going to be a glut. It's going to sell out. There's going to be more people that want a PS5 than there are PS5s. So, sure. hell, let them buy it on PS4. You know, what's the difference? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, what else? Anything else we got to talk about? What about that expansion? The, the big, the the one terabyte expansion. Okay. Yeah. So, are you gonna get it? I don't know, but this made me say, Ow. "Oh, fudge! You don't oh, need that." Oh, good. I'm on Dad's After Dark. Oh, fuck! That's what it really <laughs> made me say. This isn't so, Dad Crossing. You can. Yeah, talk. I'm so used to Dad Crossing. That's really what it made me say, man. I'm like, oh my god. If, I hope I don't need it. I really don't know much about sides. I le- I legit like the moment I saw that price tag, I went on and started to search like game sizes because I'm like, oh my god, I cannot like I cannot buy. Basically, yeah. buying an expansion is buying another console for me almost. I mean, yes, ninety dollars exactly. short. Yeah, clearly, clearly they they're not. Yeah, they're losing money on the console, and that's why you're getting that. It's like when you buy a car, like you know, then you then you have to like replace the engine, and you're like, wait a minute, that's the same price as the car. Um, you don't yeah. have to buy that. You really don't. I okay, I good. actually keep a bunch of games on my hard drive, and I rarely get over five hundred. And if I do, it's because I like have some stupid game I don't need on there. Um, you can just delete it and whatever. It depends on how you play. If you want to have tons of games to keep coming back to. I mean, maybe you could run like if you want to keep Madden around for years and, you know, keep some other games. But for the most part, you can play through a game. Once you finish it, just delete it. Just just delete it. Yeah. I mean, well, I play know. that way on the switch. Like, I mean, I have almost every game on the switch, but I'm not going to play that way on Xbox. If it costs me an extra two hundred dollars, I'm not that I'm not I'm not that rich. <laughs> yeah. So and there's a big so difference, just... because if you bought the game on the switch, you own that game on the switch and you can play it at any time. If you're playing something on Game Pass, you, you know, you won't be able to play that game at all in six months when it's not on Game Pass. So you can't even you wouldn't even want to keep that around anyway. So I guess it really comes down to how many games you are planning on buying on your Xbox. That's right, um, yeah. If you don't, then you probably won't run into this problem. But if you do, it's going to cost you two hundred nineteen dollars. And that uh, came out after the pre-orders, did it not? Yeah, that that was that was an interesting tactic to be like the pre-orders are out. They're all gone. And Xbox like, oh, by the way, did we did we tell you about this? 
<laughs> and to be fair, Sony did that with uh, Miles Morales. Oh, by the way, it's coming out on PS4. And, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You no, know, it's it's like you know they're gonna do it. Did they announce like what a half terabyte expansion would be just to get you to parity with the Series X? Like, because you know you don't have if you get a, a one terabyte expansion now you have one and a half terabytes. You don't even maybe need that. So well, hopefully you don't. You know, so a half a terabyte. If a half a terabyte expansion is only a hundred dollars, that's palatable. Yeah, you, sure. You're already two hundred dollars in the bank, you know, because you pay two hundred less than the mm-hmm. Series X. So, um, you know, yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be good. And I have I have heard that the the game sizes should be should be less. It is up to the developers what I read, but the game sizes should be less for the S. They should be delivered as a as a smaller size than for the X due to the oh right not yeah. needing 4K. So yeah, they're gonna do their little app thinning. Yeah, nah, yeah. I think you'll be okay. You'll be good. All right, Nick. What do you say we wind this down because we don't want to go over two hours, right? Well, no, definitely not. People like me complain. <laughs> That's um, let's wrap this up. But I, it's been great having you on the show. Um, you're becoming you're becoming a series regular now. So uh, hey, keep using and. And I'm, it's awesome that you guys are continuing Dad Crossing. I got a little worried there, a little worried when Dan was 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 saying why he was leaving the show, but I totally get it. And I was like, I was like, wait, Nick, Nick and Sean are still staying, right? So, yeah, yeah. I went to Sean. I said, listen, Sean, you want to keep this craziness going without Dan? And he said, yeah, I do. And so, so yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep going. Um, man, I I love being on I love being on Dads After Dark. You guys are awesome. You do amazing work. Love listening to you um every other week when you come out so yeah cool thanks for having me now you can listen to yourself this week (laughs) that's right yeah uh we want to thank the nintendo dads for letting us be a part of the nintendo dads family of podcasts um you can subscribe to our show if you aren't already uh subscribe to the dads after dark show we're on all the the podcast systems you can find us you know where to go um uh, we have the Dads After Dark channel on the Nintendo Dads Patreon. If you uh, just spend a buck a month, um, we are the only channel in the entire Discord where you can post boobies. Um, true. We take that really importantly. And um, uh, yeah, today we have a video of Tris Marigold, Drew's um, Drew's uh, love life. Um, Drew basically played through Witcher 3 until he got to bang Triss Marigold and then stopped playing the game. And I will quote when I told him, you didn't you didn't beat the game. Uh, Drew said to me, did I, John? Did I? <laughs> so <laughs> so um, you can see some uh, Witcher 2 footage of Triss Marigold. Gotta say, that game didn't look graphically as good as the Witcher 3, but uh, Triss looks great. So Triss is still um, just as good, huh? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you can follow us on Twitter and Dads After Dark. Um, that's where you'll get our new 30-second review tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, we try to keep that active. So, um, yeah, fun time. What do we have coming up over the next couple weeks? Nick, why don't you tell us what we have coming up over the next couple weeks? Oh, man, we have the Animal Crossing Fall Update coming up on Wednesday. And then the 1st of October, I'm actually really excited about this, uh, because maybe I'll have a chance to actually be competitive. Super Mario Brothers 35. I, so you where you can play is play against 35 other people in classic Mario levels. Uh, that's about all I really know because I haven't seen much more. But I'm excited to try it out and, and see what it's all about. Can you believe that Super Mario 35 is going to come out before Game & Watch pre-orders start? <laughs> 
I can. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still dying for this Game & Watch pre-order, and I don't know when it's going to start. Ah! Yeah, it is sad that they haven't at least told you when it's going to be. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We actually have a group chat on the Discord trying to track down the pre-order stuff, and it's like, oh, my God, this can happen anytime. So, Yeah, you know okay. one day at 12 o'clock at night or 2 in the morning our time, yeah. they're just going to be like, pre-order start. You're going to be like, yo, shut up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's exactly what's going to happen. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good night.